I realized that what I had been striving for and trying to achieve didn't make me a better person, didn't make me a better mother. I had missed a lot of making smoothie afternoons to get there. And so, you know, the boundaries part is put in place to make sure that I'm living my best life. And my best life doesn't necessarily mean top 1% with my company in the country. My best life means showing up to soccer games, being at the cheerleading competitions, and making the smoothies. Hey, Goal Achievers. Welcome to Elite Achievement, your go-to podcast for service-based business owners who want to achieve their goals and grow their businesses. Hear inspiring stories from other business owners, learn goal achievement strategies, and overcome the challenges you face when growing your business. I'm Kristen Burke, your host and coach, here to help you achieve your goals. Together, let's close the gap between the goals you set and the goals you achieve. Hey, Goal Achievers. I am eager to share another Where Are They Now interview in celebration of Elite Achievement's upcoming three-year anniversary. I decided to bring back two guests from my first year in podcasting that had popular episodes because I thought it would be interesting to share where they are now and what they are focused on a few years after their initial episodes aired. If you missed the first Where Are They Now interview, be sure to listen to episode 78 with Shannon Wiley. Today, I invited my first international guest, Shayla Ackerman, back onto the show. When Shayla's episode, Step by Step, aired back in November 2020, she was in the top 2% of her real estate brokerage. Since then, she has advanced to the top 1% and learned a lot about herself after achieving that goal. In this episode, Shayla shares with us how she has grown these past few years and courageously describes her journey from burnout to boundaries. Learn how Shayla discovered how to live her best life and how she is setting herself up for success with her new morning routine and support system. Welcome, Shayla. Hey, Kristen. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm happy to be here. Shayla, I am so grateful you said yes to the opportunity to come back on the podcast. And as we are getting ready to celebrate Elite Achievement's third anniversary, I thought it would be such an energizing and exciting conversation to have with you to get back together and find out where you're at today. So I'm curious, Shayla, how have you grown personally and professionally, since our episode aired back in November of 2020. First of all, I have to congratulate you on three years. That's a huge accomplishment. Thank you. It's been great to watch your journey. So Kristen, when we talked last time, I actually went back and had to listen to the episode this morning. I couldn't remember where we were at and and what we talked about. And so I realized that came out in November of 2020. And I'm pretty sure right after that, my life just started to almost speed up and then unravel. So since November of 2020, like I'll just quickly recap, but we 
my husband and I bought a new home that we planned to do a major reno on and make the forever home. We sold the home we were in. We moved into temporary living and the renovation took like a year to a year and a half longer than we had expected. I had a health scare. We were living in a world that no one really understood at that time. And the real estate market was on fire. And all of that together led to a burnout. That is a lot of changes at one point in time. And so you have this market that is on fire. And, and I've heard other real estate agents, Shayla, talk about it's, it's something that they've never experienced before. You're navigating a health scare and you're buying and you're selling your own family's home and renovating all at the same time. Um, how did you know you were experiencing a burnout? I think I did what most people do. You jump on Google. And you start like Googling your symptoms, right? Everyone says, don't do it, but um, it's so easy. And so I was Googling my symptoms and just trying to figure out my own body. You go into the doctor and they don't have it any better. There's no checklist for burnout. Um, But once you figure out that that's what's happening, the hardest part for me was there's no pill to, to fix it. You know, just take a pill and you're better. Um, it's implementing a whole bunch of changes. So how did I know I was going through it? I saw changes in my body. My body was speaking to me and I was ignoring it. I saw changes like emotionally. Um, it was just a whole ball of things. And we can talk more about that if we get into it. I'm an open book because I find the more that you talk about it, Kristen, the more that you're going to have people come to you and say, Hey, I feel the same. I hear a lot of women talking about burnout and especially really ambitious women will talk a lot about burnout. And I don't think a lot of us have the answers or know how to handle a burnout. So you do what most of us do. I fall victim, I should say, to Dr. Googling, which is not good. It takes me down a rabbit hole and it usually doesn't uh, leave me feeling any better. But you saw all these changes in your body and you mentioned that you were ignoring them. Why do you think you were ignoring these changes that you were experiencing? I don't necessarily think it was intentional, but at that point in my life, it felt like a rat race or like I was on a hamster wheel and, you know, you're just focused on the next thing and you're expecting, which is the key word, you are expecting your body to show up. And that's great. But Kristen, it felt like I was running, running, which I don't do, but you may or may not follow me here. I felt like I was running this race and I was trying to catch my breath and I knew that I was out of breath, but I kept going. And then all of a sudden I just hit a brick wall and that was it. My body wasn't showing up for me anymore. Yeah. So it was uh, at that point you were forced to make some changes and do some things differently. How much do you think this hustle culture that we see online played into your experience? It's extremely toxic. It's everywhere. You can log on to any social channel and you're going to see images, reels, videos, whatever you see of the 
sort of glorified image of these boss babes and these not in a negative sense, but high achievers. And I always thought that's what I want to be. I want to be able to provide for myself. I don't need no man. And I was going to show the world that I could like conquer my industry and do it on my own. So I think that hustle culture is extremely toxic. And I also think that there is a way to be very successful without burning out. And so my 2023, I've dubbed it, Burnout to boundaries. Mm, Burnout to boundaries. I can absolutely relate to what you're talking about. I think, Shayla, when I started my business, I kept thinking and saying, I'm going to build an empire. And that might still be in the vision, but I can tell you the things that are far more important to me today are having really deep, intentional client relationships, spending quality time with my family. Just yesterday, I took the day off uh, from work and I spent the whole day with Scarlett and we didn't do anything crazy or over the top. We made smoothies, we played with her stuffed animals, and we went back to school shopping at Target. And we both, as we were going to sleep, we both talked about how it was the best day ever. And she asked, she said, mama, can we do this more often? And it's like my heart just kind of Rumbled and I thought, oh, you know, there's that, there's that push and that pull. Like I'm an ambitious woman and I want to build this big business and I want to serve all these clients and I want to spend all my time with my family. And so I definitely think it's a journey that I know I am on personally. And it sounds like you are also on a journey. Tell us more about your theme, burnout to boundaries. Well, it really is a work in progress. And I've realized that you have to take it day by day. And that sounds so cliche, but um, I'm, I think I'm programmed to be that person that is always trying to better myself. And I just want to comment that in the years since we've talked, um, and I know I've mentioned it to you in other conversations, but we led our team to the top 1% of our company um, nationally. And where I'm going with that is that's not to brag and that's not to plug my real estate business, but it's to say that that was always a goal. And once I got there, it wasn't that great. It didn't change my life just because we had this title on our card. And so I realized that what I had been striving for and trying to achieve didn't make me a better person, didn't make me a better mother. I had missed a lot of making smoothie afternoons to get there. And so, you know, the boundaries part is put in place to make sure that I'm living my best life. And my best life doesn't necessarily mean top 1% with my company in the country. My best life means showing up to soccer games, being at the cheerleading competitions and making the smoothies. Shayla, you mentioned you learned once you achieved the goal, you realized it wasn't that great. And that's something that's so fascinating about our goal achievement journeys is a lot of times we think it's the actual goal itself that's the end all be all. But it's really how we grow and how we develop and how we evolve on the journey that's so significant. So what are some of the ways that you grew 
as a business owner as you were striving to achieve 1% nationally? I wasn't taking the time to acknowledge everything that I was achieving. I would set a goal, I would achieve it, and I would move on to the next. And so something that I now do in my daily life is every three months I stop, I sit down, I write what I've achieved, whether it's big or it's small, and then I review and I let it sink in and I give myself, you know, the credit that I deserve for being able to achieve everything I did. The cool part is when you look back after 12 months, there'll be so many things that you probably forgot about that you really shouldn't. You have to give yourself credit again, big or small, because everything that we achieve really should be celebrated. You are speaking my love language, Shayla, and I talk a lot about the power of reflecting and planning, and I promote the weekly Friday ritual and the monthly month and goal reviews. And you're, you're talking about pausing every three months and that aligns with a quarterly review. And these processes are so vital to the goal achievement journey because they help us pause grow our confidence as we recognize what it is that we're achieving, grow our courage as we see, wow, here's who I was three months ago and here are the things that I'm focused on now. And they help us be more consistent with our goals because we're constantly checking in. So I love that you bring that up. And for any of our listeners that want some guidance on this process, I'm going to link our newest resource in the show notes, our mid-year goal check-in. Even though this episode is not coming out in the middle of the year, this is a resource you can use at any time. It's got some of my favorite reflection questions. So go ahead and check that out in the show notes when you're done listening to this episode. Shayla, I want to go back. And you mentioned the importance of living your best life now. How did you start to figure out your best life? I have just done a deep dive into what does living my best life mean? And it's balance and balance comes from boundaries. So you've just like opened this little spot in my heart that, you know, it's big. So let's talk about a few things that I have brought into my life that are really, really big game changers. Some of these are going to sound really, really dumb, but I promise until you try them, you can't knock them. (laughs) So let's start with my favorite. And this one is really important for my entrepreneurs. So being an entrepreneur, when I got in, I thought, oh, this is wonderful. I can set my own hours. And in my head, when I started, I thought, yes, I'm going to take you know, Tuesday afternoon and go get a facial and Friday will be pedicures. Well, gosh, was I wrong. Instead of all of these amazing things, I realized, wait, I have to work because as an entrepreneur, if I don't work, I don't get paid. And so I very quickly adapted this terrible, terrible mindset of, Kristen, I work when you don't. And I started answering my phone and replying at all hours. You text me at 10 p.m., you'd have a response by 10.02. You text me at 7 a.m., right away I'd respond. And so for my entrepreneurs, setting your business hours and sticking to them is so important. I now will start to answer my business calls at 9 a.m. 
And at 8 p.m., there's a hard line in the sand unless there is something that is pre-planned and important. So that's number one. Find your work hours, something that works for you. I still work Monday to Sunday, but I have my off time. So find your work hours. Calendars. I live and I die by my calendar. And my calendar is color-coded. Yes! <laughs> I'm not kidding you. If we have something in our life, and my husband and I actually use a joint calendar now, it's been wonderful for the uh, communication sort of aspect in our, our life. But color-coded and everything. The kids' sports, they're in there. The, you know, of course, work meetings. But here's something that I would sort of bring to the table. I schedule in my kids. And so like date night, actually tonight, 8 p.m., we have a family date night. And there is nothing, Kristen, nothing that will have me cancel on my kids. But if it wasn't in the calendar, I'm very prone to book someone during that time. Yesterday, we did the Barbie movie. So it's important to, to just have that calendar to set up what my day looks like. Third, and we can dig more into some of this if we choose, but I looked for outside help. Um, how was I going to heal my body? What were the things that I could do for my body and my mind to make sure that I never ended up back at that burnout? Yes, yes. So you mentioned set your work hours and stick to them. Use a calendar and schedule in your personal priorities on your calendar. And then you looked for outside help to heal your body and mind. And that all helped you identify living your best life. Absolutely. In our last conversation, Shayla, you talked about the importance of support systems. And I'm curious, did your support system help you navigate going through burnout? That's my fault that they didn't. Because when you're going through something like that, or at least in my case, I was embarrassed. The main thing that I experienced through my burnout was severe exhaustion. And I was highly embarrassed that I couldn't wake up in the morning, get my kids off to school, crush my day, come home and enjoy my evening. Um, Kristen, it was such a terrible feeling to just feel drained. And, you know, you're drained, but then you're trying to help other people. It's like that, you know, you can't fill other people's cup if yours is empty. And I really understood what that meant in that time. So did my support system help me? I guess the answer would be my husband did because he saw it and I couldn't hide it from him. But most of my other family and support system didn't know what I was going through. Sure. And I, I'm sure, Shayla, you're not alone in that. I think a lot of us have a hard time asking for help or we fear, as you mentioned, we fear that we'll be embarrassed or people will think differently because of us. And that can make it really difficult to navigate tough times. My first sort of like indicator, because I have this little community that I have built on Instagram. And maybe the first or indicator for them was I took a social media break because at that time I wasn't in the right headspace and I was 
feeling like I was being filled with all of these different bouts of information that really weren't helping me as a person. And so I took a four month break from social media. I, I didn't log on. It was no longer a priority and you wouldn't, or you would be surprised by how often you just go and you log on because you're bored. And that was something that I've also changed is what I fill my space with, or I always say what I fill my feed with. I want to fill my feed and I want to fill my life with things that inspire me, with positive mindset and with like-minded people or thoughts. The people you surround yourself with, the books that you read, and I'm going to say because I'm a podcast host, the podcast that you listen to will shape your mindset. And that's one of the things on our goal achievement journeys that we have control over. We can control the media we consume or who we're spending our time with. And so I'm I'm curious, Shayla, now that you're in the top 1%, what does your support system look like today? That opened a really neat opportunity. So within our company, when you are awarded (laughs) this position. Sure. When you earn it, you worked really hard to get there. (laughs) When you burn out and you get there, you are offered the opportunity to join a handful of different groups and conversations of other 1%, uh, top 1%. And a lot of them are team leaders. And so I took the initiative to put myself out there. It was very scary. And just say, hey, you know, to the other people in this group, who wants to jump on a Zoom call and chat about our struggles and chat about like your game plan and chat about what's working for you and what isn't. So by, again, being awarded that opportunity, my support system expanded all over the country where you wouldn't believe how willing people are to help you when you just ask. Yeah, we're going back to that concept of just asking. And I found that to be true as well, Shayla, especially as you start working with more successful individuals, they tend to be willing to help. Now there is a level of some of them are very protective of their time, but I think a lot of really successful people realize someone has given them a hand and helped pull them up. So they're, they're willing to do that same thing, which is really powerful. You've learned a lot personally. And I know 2023, you mentioned, is your year of burnout to boundaries. What are some of the business goals you are currently focused on pursuing? One of the business goals this year is achieving our same status within our company, but doing it differently. And that's where it's that work smarter, not harder. So I would love to keep this status, but I can't do it at the expense of my health. And so our team um, has started to explore options of what can we implement that will help us save our time, but allow us to stay just as productive. I think that's such a fascinating concept because I'm sure a lot of us believe there's no way 
we can achieve that same status without working as hard. And so have you and your team discovered any really great tools or resources that are helping you work smarter, not harder? We have, and I don't know if this relates to many industries, but it's something as simple as having a client relations manager. There's things if you are heavy on social media that you can use to your advantage, like planning programs. So we don't post individually every day. Think of the caption in the morning, sit there and pick our location and our hashtags. That's dedicated on one day a month, we pre-plan, and then we can just sprinkle things in along the way. We really had to sit down and say, is this where our time is best being spent? And the answer for a lot of it was no. I was stressing myself out just to show up online. Well, that's inauthentic. Um, And it was something that was a daily task that I could remove and still show up. And that takes some courage because a lot of times we'll keep doing things because that's what we're comfortable with or we think that's what's getting us results. And I love it's going back to your process of pausing and reflecting and looking and saying, hey, where am I getting results and where should I be spending my time? Um, I think that's such a great practice for us as entrepreneurs. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, podcasts and who we surround ourselves with. This is not because you're a podcast host that I'm saying this. I just found, though, that you could learn so much online if you chose. And so I'm a big music person. I love music. It fills my soul. It makes me happy. It gives me energy in the morning. But I'm not learning from it. And what I've decided is that I have kind of this like 80-20% rule I listen to 80% podcasts, 20% music. And when I'm listening to my podcasts, I am picking episodes that are going to help me, whether it's learning healthy habits or how to meal prep and eat better when you're busy. It just, whatever it feels like I need in my life that morning, that's what I'm going to listen to. Ooh, that's a big one because what happens in our household when we get busy is we order pizza. Now, I I love pizza. I see pizza being a part of my life forever. It just might not need to be a part of my life two times a week when we get so busy and don't have a backup plan. So I might need to listen to some of those uh, meal prep podcasts myself. <laughs> it's still a work in progress over here too. Don't worry. Well, that's a big change though. You made the decision to go from listening to music to get your day started to listening to podcasts. Are there other little habits or little changes that you've made to help yourself continue to grow? Absolutely. So when I mentioned earlier that I looked for outside help, a couple of the big things was I sought out a naturopath and I wanted to better understand my body without just trying to put a band-aid over the problem. Um, I really sat down and I listened to them. So that's kind of one thing. Another thing, I am a huge lover of my spin bike and just making sure that I move my body once a day. It doesn't have to be long. I used to always think I had to spin for 45 minutes or I had to spin for an hour And I've just accepted that not every day is going to allow that. So if I only have 10 minutes to jump on or 15 minutes to to jump on, I know 
what that's going to do for my mental game. And um, I've just made that a priority. I do that as soon as the kids get in their transportation to get to school, whether it's they're being drove or they're taking the bus. And that's my me time, like non-negotiable, I'm on the bike. And then lastly, I am back to reading. And I have the goal of one book a month, but I've been on some authors and it's like one book a every couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have seen those uh, on social media. I feel like Colleen Hoover is one of your authors. Oh, she is. She is. <laughs> I've never read fiction before. And I was struggling with sleep. So when you struggle with sleep, what happens? You wake up and you're tired. Well, I was already exhausted. So this was a terrible combination. But when I started to evaluate why I was struggling with sleep, I heard on a podcast, evaluate what you're doing before bed. And Kristen, I was listening or reading or watching true crime. And I promise you, when I heard this on the podcast, I rolled my eyes. I'm like, what are you talking about? True crime? Who cares? I'm a lover. And I just started like process of elimination. Let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try this. And I removed true crime and it changed. My mind wasn't racing when I went to bed and I wasn't thinking about what was going to happen. And so, yes, Colleen Hoover, I love the fiction world. I get caught up in it and it's a distraction, which is what I need when I'm looking for me time. I can't imagine why you're sleeping better, not worrying about murder mysteries or, or other crime scenes. And this was something that my peer accountability partner called me out on a couple of years ago. And I was telling her about, you know, the podcast I'm listening to and the books I was reading. And she's like, Kristen, all you are focused on is your personal growth and development. Where is your fun? And I thought, oh, you're right. And Shayla, I'm a huge reader. I love to read. But this year, I have been gravitating towards fiction. And there's a part of me that feels a little guilty, like, oh, I, I should be, here goes the should. I'm shooting all over myself. I should be reading more business books. I should be reading How to Be a Better Coach. But I am getting a ton of joy not thinking about growing and developing myself. And I wonder if that's also part of the journey of setting boundaries. It was, yeah, it was really cool when you started to take that, you know, that leap or you changed and you took that dive. So here's my morning, Kristen. I wake up and I grab my coffee. Like it's a non-negotiable. It's coffee while I read my Colleen Hoover right now or my book. Once I'm done 30 minutes of reading, I'm going to jump on my Peloton. I'm going to move for 30 minutes. I'm going to shower and then I'm going to turn on a podcast. And that has changed my morning immensely. The motivation that I walk into with every client and I'm doing all of this and, you know, I can meet a client by 9:45 AM. No problem. So now I'm walking in and my mind is happy. My thoughts are clear and I feel good. That's such a great morning routine. And I'm so grateful that you shared that. So you're reading for 30 minutes, you're working out on your Peloton you're getting yourself ready for the day, and then you're listening to a podcast. I'm, I'm curious, when you're listening to these podcasts, are you still moving? Or are you sitting down and taking notes and figuring out what to implement? I'm almost always in my car. And so the truth is, like, I'm focusing on the road. I'm maybe not 100% invested in the episode. But you still, if you pay attention, hear the main thoughts. And I like to listen to people who sometimes yell at you on podcasts and make sure that they're, you know, in your face. I love that. And then some days it's just slow and chill. And again, you fill your 
feed or you fill your mind or you fill your soul with whatever you need that particular morning. Well, I think that's such a powerful message for us to leave our listeners with. And Shayla, I'm so grateful you took the opportunity to come back on the podcast and to celebrate with us achieving 1% and to be extremely vulnerable and transparent and describe what you went through, your journey of burnout and what you learned about yourself and how you're setting boundaries and how you're living life differently today. I feel like this is a story that is going to resonate with a lot of our listeners. So if our listeners want to connect with you, how can our listeners learn more about you and your journey? I do have an Instagram. It's Shayla Ackerman. And over there, we're definitely talking a lot more about burnout and boundaries. Sometimes we have healthy recipes for some summer non-alcoholic drinks. We kind of have everything going on over there, but there's also the humor side on TikTok. I'm still figuring that one out. And that one's Shayla.Ackerman. So that might make me old and that might make me lame, but I'm glad that you mentioned that so people can connect with you on Instagram or TikTok. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. With that goal achievers, keep celebrating your weekly wins, noting your lessons learned, and identify your priorities for next week so you can consistently pursue progress in the direction of your goals. Hey goal achiever, congrats on investing time in your growth and finishing another episode. If you are left craving more goal achieving and business growing wisdom, Visit my website, kristenburke.com, and check out the resources page. Here you will find my popular breakout plan, which has helped hundreds plan, prioritize, and progress towards their goals, vision prompts to help you draft your vision, and a mid-year check-in to help you reconnect and reignite your passion for your goals. Together, let's close the gap between the goals you set and the goals you achieve. 